You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Well, I want to welcome you back to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. I hope that you are having a great week, and wherever you are today listening to this, hopefully your day is going great as well. As we discussed in the last episode, we are in a new focus, a new series on Christians and culture. In the last episode, we addressed Christians and tolerance, really based on the world's definition of tolerance. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you've not already. Today we're going to talk about Christians and postmodernism. And as we begin talking about Christians and postmodernism, I want to see if you can remember the products that are associated with these slogans. So just sit and think with it for a moment if you remember which slogans went with these products and vice versa. What about just do it? Do you remember who has used that phrase for so many years? That's Nike. What about this one? The best part of waking up is blank in your cup. That's Folgers, which I take issue with. I think there is a lot better coffee out there than Folgers, but they've always claimed that the best part of waking up is having Folgers in your cup. Here's one more. With a name like blank... It has to be good. Well, that's Smucker's, the manufacturer of jams and preserves. With a name like Smucker's, it has to be good. In 1994, Diet Coke developed a slogan that took the world by force. It was much longer than just do it or with a name like Smucker's, it has to be good, but it was still very effective. And this was their slogan. Those who live as if life were an exclamation, not an explanation. Those are the ones who taste it all. What does that mean? Those who live as if life were an exclamation, not an explanation. Those are the ones who taste it all. Well, that slogan captured a movement that had been affecting education, politics, the American family, and religion for decades. A movement which has only picked up steam significantly since 1994. And that movement is known as postmodernism. What Diet Coke was communicating through that slogan is, we don't live for the explanation of why things are the way that they are. We live for our exclamation of how we want things to be. That's postmodernism. 
There is no absolute truth. You decide what works for you, and you do that accordingly, regardless if someone else says it's right or it's wrong. Well, the beginning of postmodernism can be traced back a good while in history. It followed a period of history defined by sociologists as modernity, which lasted from the Civil War to the Vietnam War, so roughly the 1860s through the 1960s. That period of history was more a period of modernity or modernism versus postmodernism. Modernity valued order. Theories had to become laws. The abstract had to become tangible. Variables had to be placed into equations. Modernity sought what could be proven or disproven through reason and or science. And really beginning in the 1960s and certainly today, that way of thinking, modernity, was replaced by postmodernism. And this is really postmodernism's platform. You should not be concerned with what can be proven or disproven, organized structure, or detailed explanations. It's a battle between what is objective, in other words, that which is scientifically measured, and what is subjective, things which are relative and open to various opinions. Again, a big, uh, a big part of postmodernism is the position that there is no such thing as absolute truth, which ironically is an absolute statement to say that there is no such thing as absolute truth. It advocates that you have your truth, I have my truth, so let's just accept each other's point of view and go on with our lives. And postmodernism's influence can be seen in many different arenas and many different ways. Postmodernism questions and challenges history. Without a doubt, terrible things have happened in history, but it's still history that needs to be learned from. But postmodernism says, why talk about it if it's going to hurt people's feelings, if it's going to be offensive? This gives rise to cancel culture, where all we have to do is just simply silence what we do not agree with. They are not any more right than we are, but they are certainly more wrong, which actually contradicts postmodern thinking. They don't abide by their own rules. If there is no such thing as absolute truth, people should be able to express whatever they think their truth is, including the difficult parts of history that no one wants to talk about. But postmodernism wants to silence that from being heard through cancel culture. Postmodernism also helped give the rise to everything becoming politically correct or offensive. Postmodernism also makes people question or challenge their sexual orientation or their genetic disposition. I mean, after all, what gives you the right to say that men must marry women and that women must marry men? Well, beyond the ethical and moral, or ethical and moral reasoning for that decision, uh, science does. Physiologically, <laughs> we were created in such a way to be attracted to the opposite sex. Human anatomy and uh, reproduction were built and designed for that model. Uh, that's that's without dispute. Someone says, what gives you the right to tell me I'm a male or a female? I'm not telling you that. Uh, science does. You were born that way. But people say, no, I was not born that way. I've been confused since birth. 
My gender is my choice. And if you do not approve of my lifestyle, you either hate me or you're a bigot. It leaves no room for disagreement. It leaves no room for difference of opinion, which actually contradicts postmodern thinking altogether. Again, someone who pushes postmodernism and someone who would take this position that you're a bigot if you disagree with me doesn't abide by their own rules. Because a true postmodern would say there is no such thing as absolute truth, so your truth to you is just as true as my truth to me. And we can all believe whatever we want to believe until it disagrees with what I think. And uh, then you hate me or you're narrow-minded or you're too judgmental or you're a bigot. But then postmodernism also works its way into religion and into faith and ultimately into salvation. Who gives you the right to say that Christianity is better than any other religion? And who are you to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven? That's what a postmodern person will ask. But again, our answer is pretty simple. We aren't saying that. Jesus said that. The apostles said that. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That sounds pretty exclusive. No one comes to the Father except through me. We didn't say that. Jesus said that. The apostles, specifically Peter and John, made this statement, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which they must be saved. That's not our line. That's their line, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, to say that everything about postmodernism is bad wouldn't be a factual statement. There is a benefit, though it be a small one, to postmodernism. Because the discipline of postmodernism encourages people to question and to think without accepting everything they hear at face value. And that's a biblical precedent. You may remember in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, the Bereans are commended in Scripture. In fact, Luke says they were of more noble character than the Thessalonians because the Bereans received the message with great eagerness and examined the Scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. They didn't take everything at face value. They thought for themselves. They questioned what they had heard. Here's the difference. The Bereans were taking what they had heard, and they placed it against Scripture. But they did not question the truth of Scripture itself. There was still a standard for something that was absolutely true. And I think that leads into why postmodernism is so dangerous, whether it be for the American family, for education, for politics, for business, or faith. It's not a real way of life. Subjective feelings cannot trump objective facts. Two plus two still equals four. If two plus two no longer equals four, our entire system of math won't work. There are lanes painted on the highway. 
that say you're supposed to stay in this lane while driving down the road? What if those lanes did not exist? What if people said those lanes were just a figment of their imagination? Now, people may drive like that in Dallas-Fort Worth, but what if they they said those just those weren't real, those were just a recommendation, those weren't absolute? Well, you could never drive down the road without getting into a wreck. What if we always disagreed on start time for events? What if I said that something starts at 4 and you said there is no such thing as 4, there's only just this imagination of when 4 o'clock might be? You would never get anywhere on time. You would never get anything done. These examples sound elementary, but it's built on the same point of reasoning of postmodernism. If there is no such thing as absolute truth, there is no such thing as 4 o'clock. If there is no such thing as absolute truth, there is no such thing as a speed limit or lanes on the highway. If there is no such thing as absolute truth, 2 plus 2 does not equal 4. But it does. We have to decide that some things are true. Some things are real. And most importantly, some things are true and some things are real in faith. Faith and salvation cannot be what feels good. It can only be what God has said. If we don't believe what God has said is true, there's no reason to believe anything that comes from the mouth of God. As always, thank you for spending some of your day with us here at Road Talk. Keep your eyes on heaven, and I can't wait to talk with you next time.